You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Ironman. I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. We have the week two fallout there. It's finally in the books with our Monday night doubleheader. Technically, it was two games at the same time crossing over a little bit, but... The Bills, uh, if you had uh, Stefan Diggs, you were very thrilled with th- that performance. Of course, attached to Josh Allen. It was the Stefan Diggs show with three touchdowns as uh, Gabriel Davis did not play against the Titans. The Titans' defense looked terrible, and Derrick Henry did get in the end zone early, but it was a nightmare of a night there overall for Tennessee. So, not a lot to look at there. For just more of Allen and Diggs doing their thing there against the Titans. Uh, we also had the Eagles have the Jalen Hurts show. So it was all about him running two scores there on the ground, throwing downfield, spreading it around, and the Vikings. I mean, Kirk Cousins had the same horrible night that Ryan Tannehill had with the interception. So brutal night for the Vikings and Titans offenses here. And if you had the key parts of the Bills and Eagles, you were thrilled with that performance last night. So that's really the only takeaways we have from those two blowouts there. Unfortunately, we didn't get uh, multiple scores on each side there in those games. Thanks for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen today. We're free and available to you in all platforms. We will get into the waiver wire talk in a moment. First, I got to tell you today's episode of Locked On Fantasy Football is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. We'll get into our Prize Picks picks later in the week here on Locked On Fantasy Football. But first, we've got to focus on the week three waiver wire. And there's a theme to this waiver wire for this Pickup Tuesday. It's all about rookie wide receivers. Now, if you've not invested much in a rookie wide receiver or you're in a shallow league there, I think the guys that I think would be managed and on rosters pretty much are going to be Drake London. And he came through really well for the Falcons in his second game in his NFL career. Congratulations to him to getting into the end zone. So Drake London is probably managed in a lot of leagues, but... After him, given that he's the clear number one Falcons wide receiver, there might be some question marks here on how much you should invest in rookie wide receivers. Well, they changed the game here a little bit in week two to say we're going to invest in a little bit help here because wide receiver, if you got Amon Ross St. Brown or Christian Kirk as your back end wide receiver three, you're thrilled right now. They're performing like dominant wide receiver ones. But Again, for some of us, we need some help on the back end. Uh, Things such as Darnell Mooney and Elijah Moore haven't quite worked out there So for some teams. So let's get into the options. Chris Olave, I think he probably has uh, ownership in a lot of uh, deeper leagues. But if you're in a shallow league, you can look at Chris Olave. Michael Thomas uh, scored again. He's had three touchdowns in two weeks. But 
I think Olave is really where they want to go in the direction of this offense. Everyone jumped on Jarvis Landry a little bit. And look, there was that volume in week one to suggest that James Winston was going to trust him. But when you're looking at there that Olave and his air yards, there's been a lot of buzz made about that with James Winston, the downfield connection. But that's what they wanted to do. They wanted to get the ball outside, stretch the field a little bit. Olave fits that game plan a little bit better than what they want to do in the past with Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry. That's why... We like Olave having some real upside here. If Thomas had hamstring or ankle issues, that would slow him down a little bit more. But I think Olave is the guy that could smash it up there along with Drake London. Again, they're just in really good spots in their offenses with a lot of other things struggling and not being a bit consistent in their passing games in Atlanta and New Orleans. That's why you look at London and Olave. But there's more value that has emerged here. Garrett Wilson was Olave's teammate there, another California native at Ohio State. He went ahead of Olave, and remember, right after London here. So when you look at Wilson, I mean, he's special as well. We saw that he had 12 targets. We saw him just kind of dominate the Ravens secondary, which is pretty good with Joe Flacco. So 12 targets. Look, it was going to be pretty close between him, Corey Davis, and Elijah Moore. They talked up more so much, but the Flacco insertion has helped Wilson. I also think Garrett Wilson has good chemistry with Zach Wilson. So I know Wilson and Moore was a thing, but keep in mind, Moore produced with different quarterbacks, Flacco and Mike White and Josh Johnson. So I think Wilson and Wilson could be a thing here. So I think his value could actually increase. And I actually kind of like this Jets offense early. They're going to pass a ton. they got quite a few weapons here when you have Brees Hall, their offensive line uh, should get Dwayne Brown back, but they've got some guys that they can definitely work here, and it's going to be negative game script. So Wilson will continue to see some key action here. So, again, if London or Olave are gone, your next targets will be Garrett Wilson. Then you look at Jahan Dotson. He's not playing a ton of snaps in relation to Terry McLaurin and one Curtis Samuel there in Washington, but you're looking at Dotson. He's getting the key touches. We thought that... He would have a good chemistry with Carson Wentz downfield in the red zone. That's uh, played out early here. So, And this commander's offense looks pretty competent in the passing game. Look, it's not going to be pretty with Wentz, but keep in mind this Washington defense stinks. I don't think it's going to get all that much better with Chase Young whenever he's able to return if that happens here. So they're going to be in a lot of games where there's going to be volume for Wentz and he's going to have to trail. Look what happened in the Lions game. I mean, they were dead. And then Carson Wentz just had to throw a lot of garbage points there. So if they're going to throw garbage points, there's going to be a high volume, and that's going to be able to support guys such as uh, McLaurin, Samuel, and Dotson, and even Logan Thomas. We'll get into him at tight end a little bit later. But, man, Dotson is getting involved here. We liked his talent for sure. So this rookie class is starting to really manifest its talent. We had a lot of first-rounders for a reason, a lot of sleepers in later rounds, and we're seeing that here come to fruition. So... Go London Olave, Wilson Dotson. We also look at uh, Traylon Burks. He started to emerge a little bit for the Titans. Robert Woods and Kyle Phillips. These guys have been mentioned as targets that could emerge, or Nick Westbrook Akine, but Burks is their guy here. They drafted him to replace AJ Brown with a draft pick that they acquired for AJ Brown. So Burks, they want to get going. He's had trouble with hands, but he started to look a little bit better against the tough Bills secondary as their top option. They're going to have to get something going here, and it's a great matchup this week against the Raiders, so good stuff there. So these rookies, this is why they were drafted so high. They got talent, and talent is the number one thing we know that drives fantasy football players. So London Olave, Wilson, Dotson, Burks, yeah, 
that's good. And we'll talk about a couple more rookies that you can look at in deeper leagues on the waiver wire a little bit later. Now let's look at uh, Jacoby Myers. Look, Nelson Aguilar led the Patriots in receiving against the Steelers, but Myers is the guy that I think you still get the most trust from Mac Jones here. They play the Ravens this week, a little tough, but Myers does work the slot here. So Myers is not exciting, and we know that Kendrick Bourne put up uh, borderline wide receiver three numbers, but he's kind of faded a little bit. Aguilar's in the mix with Devontae Parker, but Myers still is the guy here. So not a lot of upside. He's not a big touchdown scorer. I think he's a PPR kind of guy that you look at in Myers. Now, Russell Gage might be a one-week-only special. We'll have to see with Chris Godwin's hamstring and Julio Jones' knee, but we know Mike Evans has suspended one game for the fight with Marshawn Lattimore and the Saints. So Gage, looking like he'll be the number one receiver. He actually got the good, decent volume of targets from Tom Brady last week. We saw Brashad Perryman, however, get the long touchdown there against the Saints. So Russell Gage should have a bigger role. They talked him up quite a bit there in the offseason. And now it's time to see what Gage can do. I mean, Evans, Godwin, and Jones possibly being gone. I remember Gage got in there as a priority free agent over Jones, who Jones was signed late there in the process of the summer. So Russell Gage definitely looking at a bigger role this week. Maybe it's a one-week deal. Maybe these injuries will linger. And Evans, keep in mind, also had an injury, and so did Perryman going into the week. So something to watch there with Brady if Brady starts to latch on to Gage a little bit more. We haven't seen much from the tight ends at all here. So that also helps the three receivers. And I, I think this Bucks pass game, as we said, practice patience with Brady, it will get going. Now, George Pickens, look, I want this guy to break out as well. He had an awesome preseason I don't understand why the Steelers are burning this kid I think part of it is just Mitchell Trubisky I mean you look at the first two games it's been mostly about Pat Freermuth the tight end some Deontay Johnson they need Kenny Pickett they need to be able to push the ball downfield they touted Trubisky in the big arm but this offense looks atrocious and look they got away with that first game against the Bengals there with the turnovers and the defense, but they don't have T.J. Watt on that side. Their running game is still suspect. I think they got to get George Pickens going, and I think the pivot to Pickett will help, and maybe it'll happen after this Browns game here on Thursday night. So I don't expect a change here from Trubisky. There they'll cite that he played well down the stretch against the Patriots last week, but no. I think they have to make the change. They do get the Jets at home, so that'd be great there if we can get pick it into the lineup, really awaken these Steelers receivers, including Johnson. So let's hope so. But Pickens, again, I wouldn't totally give up on him yet. Stash him and keep him if you can. If he's out there and someone dropped him and impatient, totally stash him to the back of your roster. Another guy that was getting a lot of buzz in the preseason, Nico Collins. And with Nico Collins, I mean, the biggest thing you're looking at is, uh, is he going to get enough volume there opposite Brandon Cooks? I mean, we saw O.J. Howard. We know he was fluky. Brevin Jordan hurting a tight end. He's clearly the number two there, Collins, and there's some decent chemistry between him and Davis Mills. They get the Bears this week. The schedule opens up a little bit. Collins did emerge after a very quiet week one to be pretty active in week two there in Denver. So I think Collins is going to get more opportunities there. Good, talented number two out of Michigan. Speaking of number two out of Michigan, Donovan Peoples-Jones looked like a hot sleeper last week. And this is why he's a tournament guy because, again, he's a big play guy on the outside. He actually had a touchdown that was uh, called back there because uh, his one foot was just out of bounds there for Jacoby Brissett. Amari Cooper did dominate the game against the Jets, but Peoples-Jones, I think they'll still get involved here. They're playing the Steelers this week, and that could open things up in the downfield passing game. They've given up some uh, shot plays there at the outside. 
But People's Challenge in general, I think, will get more run here. And I think at one point when Deshaun Watson, really late in the season, is there, you're going to see more of DPJ. But, again, deeper league add there for some depth, especially if uh, Cooper would go down there. Noah Brown, look, Michael Gallup could be on the way back here. And there's a chance he plays week three, Monday night against the Giants. But Brown is going to be needed because Dalton Schultz has a knee injury at tight end. Uh, they're a little bit overly optimistic that he's going to play. It's not a major knee injury, but I would expect he would miss at least one game. So they need a receiver to emerge there that isn't to CeeDee Lamb. Gallup is still on the shelf. And Noah Brown has great chemistry, as we saw, was the leading receiver there for Cooper Rush against the Bengals. So you got to pay attention to him. Look, it's not the greatest Cowboys passing game, and we don't want to attach yourself too much to Rush, especially with Lamb struggling. But Noah Brown definitely has some appeal as a deeper stash. Don't forget about Romeo Dubs. Some people may have dropped him as well, but I think he's coming on. He got some key targets there against the Bears. The Packers still want to get him involved. I still think he'll end up being the number two option to Al Lazard in this offense. They're going to spread it around quite a bit, but Dubs, again, don't totally forget about him. And if you're deeper league, I wouldn't be too excited about this. Juju Smith-Schuster, Sky Moore, Marcus Valdez-Scantling, we don't know who the guy is. It's going to be week to week with the Chiefs, but you can look at the matchup and try to play that. But MVS and Miko Hardman would be the guys that are most available leagues to take flyers on here in week number three to stash on your bench there and see what happens. All right, there's a look at your wide receivers on the waiver wire very rookie dominated as we mentioned at the top here on locked on fantasy football it's a pickup tuesday we'll get into the waiver wire at quarterback in our next segment we'll spend a little bit more time on them with the injury to trey lance and uh, tom brady russell wilson and some others struggling here you may want a little bit of depth we'll talk about that first i got to tell you more about turo turo is the world's largest car sharing marketplace with turo you can Book any car you want, wherever you want it, from a community of local hosts. Browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion on any budget across the U.S., Canada, and U.K. Book a spacious SUV or minivan if you're taking a family road trip. Get a classic or luxury car if you're having a special event, birthday, or holiday. Find affordable economy cars if you're on a budget and just need to get from point A to point B. Test drive that new electric vehicle you've had your eye on to see how it fits into your everyday life. Many Turo hosts can even deliver the car right to you. Every trip with Turo is backed by liability insurance. Terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Ditch boring rental cars. Find your drive at Turo.com. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. Experience the empowering feeling of the Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now for April 1st. Get $750 cash towards the lease of a 2024 NX350 all-wheel drive. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Call 1-800-USA-LEXUS for important lease cash offer and pricing details. Restrictions apply. Not all customers will qualify. Offer available in the Lexus Eastern area in April 1st, 2024. All right, it is uh, time to continue the show here, and we will break down the quarterback options here. And quarterback has been pretty tough here early season, unless you've had uh, the main dudes. Uh, that would be, of course, Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert and now Jalen Hurts. But if you're outside of that, you might be looking for some help here at quarterback. Nothing totally in stone. The back end guys, Kirk Cousins and Derek Carr, haven't been totally reliable here. So 
Let's look at it here with Jared Goff as the option number one here. Four touchdowns on the other side of Carson Wentz. We talked about Goff coming on and having the volume and Amon Ross St. Brown, Josh Reynolds. You're going to get Jameson Williams back. They didn't have DJ Chark. He didn't even catch passes. DeAndre Swift out of the backfield. Hawkinson hasn't even done anything yet here for the Lions at tight end. But good schedule coming up. The Vikings is kind of a little bit exposed there defensively. Have some issues more than we thought. Here, so they're the team there in the dome on the road here against Kirk Cousins. So they figure there's going to be some garbage opportunities for Goff. This Lions defense still stinks. So again, good opportunity there in the matchup against the Vikings. They also get the Seahawks in the next game. So they've got some really good matchups here for Jared Goff going forward. So look, volume is going to be there. That's key. We're looking for garbage points. Look what happened with Carson Wentz. He's put up big numbers. Joe Flacco. We know this. It happens a lot. And uh, Goff is a guy we know has been trusted in fantasy football before with the Rams. So we feel a little bit more confident in him. Good offensive line, good weapons, bad defense. All lines up well here for Goff. Ryan Tannehill has been terrible here. Well, he was okay in week one. He had the two passes to Dontrell Hilliard, who did not play there in week two. But awful against the Bills defense. But look at the next few weeks here. The Raiders are coming to Nashville next week. So great matchup there. And they're secondary. They only have one good player, Nate Hobbs, there in the slot. So Tannehill should have better success there. They're going to have to open up the passing game a little bit. We talked about Traylon Burke. So good then. Then they have the Colts, who have been struggling all over the field. And you have the Washington Commanders, who can't stop a lick here. So Tannehill, another good option. And we know he's been a valuable fantasy football QB1 before as well. Now, if you lost Trey Lance, you might look at Jimmy Garoppolo a little bit more. He's got a tough matchup this week in Denver, but... Look, the 49ers offense is special here. They get the Rams, who have actually struggled against the passing game the first two weeks. They've allowed some big numbers there. Not only to Josh Allen, but Marcus Mariota. Then you have the Panthers, who a little bit better pass defense, but still you can throw them. And then you have a really smash spot against Atlanta. So Jimmy G is definitely worth a pickup if you have an IR spot, especially with Gar- with uh, Garoppolo filling in for Lance. You can put Lance there and have some options. But yeah. It's uh, definitely a guy that you're going to pick up. Now, Marcus Mariota, a good streamer this week. He's playing at the Seahawks. Seahawks are, haven't been good. Mariota's had two very nice games to start the season against the Saints and the Rams. So, good uh, lineup of things there. Mariota, remember, was the Heisman Trophy winner at Oregon. So, going back to the Pacific Northwest, should be feeling right at home there from Hawaii. So, Seahawks uh, playing in the Pacific time zone should be pretty good. Cleveland is a little bit tougher next week. Tampa Bay and San Francisco. So you really can't uh, play him too much here over the course of the next month. But the next two weeks, definitely Mariota has some appeal here as a streamer. And the Falcons offense has been better than expected here, even without Kyle Pitts not doing anything. All right, Matt Ryan, he's looked terrible, but the Chiefs are on tap this week. Could get it done with volume against that secondary. You also have the Titans. We saw how they looked against the Bills and their back end. So a couple weeks there of use. Then it's the Broncos a little tougher for Ryan. And then you got the Jaguars. It was supposed to work out better against the Jaguars this time. So Matt Ryan, I, I am not that excited to pick up here. I think he'll turn it around and put up some numbers, especially Michael Pittman Jr. and Alec Pierce return. But Keep that in mind. Uh, he didn't have those guys there, and it really hurt. And Jonathan Taylor is going to open things up. So I think Ryan in general, he's a better play at home. That was the case with the Falcons, and I think that's the case here with this team as well. All right, so there's a breakdown of the quarterbacks here. So, yeah, some options for sure to 
fill in for Trey Lance. And really, if you drafted Trey Lance properly, you should have options. I pivoted to Matthew Stafford. I actually didn't even play Lance this week when he got hurt. So fortunate with that. And in another league, I went up and picked Carson Wentz up after the tough Lance game there in week one. So there's ways you can offset quarterback pretty easily. If you're going to have a player go down like Prescott or Lance, I think it's better at this position here. But it's getting a little thinner here with the, the injuries and the kind of ineffectiveness of some of the guys we relied upon early as QB1. So it's opening the door for these other guys to be viable fantasy football options. And I think you'll see some more emerge. Trevor Lawrence is a probably manager of a lot of leagues, but Zach Wilson is going to have some appeal at some point as well with the keys to that Jets offense. All right, there's you ha- there is a look at the quarterbacks here on the waiver wire that you should be uh, targeting ahead of Week number three. Now we will close the show looking at the running backs and tight ends. We told you to stop this episode of Locked on Fantasy Football. is brought to you by Prize Picks. There, it's very easy to play. I like a daily fantasy football that's not too complicated. Just you can attack the numbers, go with the over unders there with the projections, and that's exactly what Prize Picks allows you to do. And uh, it's easy because then you can uh, target the numbers that you like and you can go for it. You can pick two to five players and they go score more or less than their price picks projections available. You can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections out there. Price picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. That's not just the NFL. You can get it for NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, college basketball, men's or women's, soccer, WNBA, eSports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, your basketball, cricket, and more. Entries at Price Picks can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy, safe, and fast. Withdrawals are available for you at Price Picks, and Price Picks is currently operational in more than 30 states in Canada. Download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com to sign up and play fantasy daily sports today. First-time users can receive 100 instant. 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Price Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Price Picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on and sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. All right, so we thank uh, Price Picks again for sponsoring Locked On Fantasy Football. Again, you can check out there the promo code right down there for you. Locked On there will get you that. It's a deposit match up to $100, so good stuff there at Price Picks. I would say get in on the game here. It's good to do it as an extra supplement here to fantasy football. All right, let us uh, continue this show here and uh, close the show, breaking down the waiver wire at running back and tight end. Not a lot at running back here this week. We did have one major injury. We'll talk about that. Well, somewhat significant injury. But if we look at uh, Raheem Mostert, he took over the backfield for now for the Dolphins. We know that he's injury prone, but he got the start over Chase Edmonds against the Ravens. Looked pretty good. Not a huge game, but it's a tougher matchup this week against the Bills. But we're going to have to keep Mostert in mind here, especially with no Sonny Michelle in that mix now in Los Angeles. So Mostert definitely is worth a pickup, especially if you're worried about Edmonds here. He might have some flex appeal in the Dolphins offense, we know. Good chemistry and situational strength here with Mostert in the Mike McDaniel 49ers-like zone-blocking offense. All right, Daryl Williams or Eno Benjamin, where do you go if you're a James Conner manager? Well, I think it's clear we saw how they're going to use them a little bit. Daryl Williams has some good red zone juice. He did score the short touchdown there against the Cardin- uh, against the Raiders, but he also can catch passes, and we saw that last year with the Chiefs, so... 
You know, Benjamin, they're going to give some touches there. It could be the dreaded hot hand approach here. The Cardinals play the Rams this week. So not the easiest spot, as we saw the Rams in the first two games, but they did give up some chunk there to Devin Singletary in week one. So I think they're going to go maybe more for the trusted veteran. You'll see Benjamin get some touches here. But I think I feel a little bit better about Williams again. Seeing him get the ball at the goal line where Connor would have is something that we're looking at there. So it's barely Williams over Benjamin, kind of like we had Mark Ingram potentially being over anyone else in that New Orleans backfield with Alvin Kamara out. So, yeah, Ingram handcuff should be managed in a lot of leagues, but Williams should be out there for you as well as Benjamin. I would take a shot at either. I think in regular leagues, so looking for touchdown and standard and, and Looking more for Daryl Williams if I'm looking for yard, you know, Benjamin. But I don't expect a lot of high upside with these guys splitting the Connor role here while he's presumably out with that ankle injury. Now, we got to look at Brian Robinson Jr. Antonio Gibson had that big week one. He did score in week two, but very disappointing in the rushing attack. So, Brian Robinson Jr. is having a quick recovery from that unfortunate shooting incident there. So, he's going to be a factor at some point here. The rookie from Alabama has a power back. So, Antonio Gibson, enjoy it while it lasts. They do have Jenny McKissick to diversify the portfolio. Robinson's going to do it further. Tyler Algier finally got to get his playing time with uh, no Damian Williams against the Rams. He looked pretty good. Kind of on par with Cordell Patterson. They liked him in the preseason. So I think you'll get more chances here, but worth a flyer if someone had dropped him in your leagues. Kenneth Gainwell is still going to gain a little bit more on Miles Sanders, I think, as we go on. He is a key pass catcher there for Jalen Hurts. So... Gainwell, I think half and full point PPR, you can look at him as a stash and a, maybe a smash should Sanders go down here, even though Boston Scott is getting touches. Rashad White, to maybe last call for him as a Leonard Fournette handcuff with a hamstring there. Jan Warren, uh, look, we've seen Najee Harris look okay, but not great here with the foot injury and things he's battling. So Warren still needs to be out there and if, or not on the waiver wires and on your team here to make sure you have insurance for Harris if uh, someone dropped him after it was clear Harris was going to play. 49ers backs, I mean, Jeff Wilson actually held up and looked pretty good here, but Tyrion Davis-Price got more juice than Jordan Mason, so I would still not totally sleep on Mason in deeper leagues, but Tyrion Davis-Price should be managed in every league at this point. The Chiefs backs, I mean, you have Isaiah Pacheco, Jarek McKinnon, you can speculate a little bit behind Clyde Edwards-Lair. It's still a little bit piecemeal and broken up. Edwards Alaire getting a little bit of volume there, but something to watch out for, sure, with that situation. All right, that looks at the running back. So not a lot out there, as we said. Wide receiver is kind of the dominant force of the waiver wire, and then followed by quarterbacks. That's why we started there. Now we're going to close here with the tight ends. Logan Thomas, it's hard to sustain four targets, and the commanders are going to cool off. But they're playing the Eagles this week there, so an opportunity there to put up some points. Remember that Irv Smith... And Johnny Munt put up some points on the Eagles. So they're on Monday Night Football. So Logan Thomas, emerging, scored last week, looks fully healthy, looks good. So Eagles opportunity here. And uh, tight end is so bad that you got to give Logan Thomas a shot. I mean, he was very valuable just a couple years ago before he had the ACL last year. So Logan Thomas in the mix. Hayden Hurst also in the mix, getting some good targets. I think the Bengals will have to shorten up their passing game a little bit more here with all their issues that they've had. So watch out for Hayden Hurst maybe having a key role. He's had two decent target games so far from Joe Burrow. There, The Bengals are in desperation mode, need to win a game here fast here. So, yeah, Bengals' clock is ticking for sure on Cincinnati. And they play the Jets this week, so good opportunity for Hayden Hurst to uh, do some damage. Mike Isecki, we wrote him off with uh, not being a part of the offense at all in week 
One, but he emerged there back in the red zone. That's what Mike Kosicki does. Just when we think we're out, we're back in. Just when we think we're back in, we're out. So be careful with Kosicki. And we've seen the Bills. They're very good against the tight end. So not a playable option this week, I don't think, against the Bills in that game. So keep that in mind. But Kosicki, definitely worth a bench stash. Evan Ingram saw a little bit more run there behind Christian Kirk for Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars. So... Guy that we've liked, but don't forget Dan Arnold is also in the mix there in Jacksonville. So Ingram's a good athlete. I think they want to get him involved a little bit more. The Jaguars play the Chargers this week, who've had uh, mixed results there against Darren Waller and Travis Kelsey to start the season at tight end. Now let's look at uh, Irv Smith. I mean, he's back. I mean, he's a guy that totally disappeared from the game plan. It was interesting that they went very tight end heavy with Johnny Munt and Irv Smith. You didn't see a lot of Adam Thielen or K.J. Osborne actually have an impact in the game beyond Justin Jefferson. So maybe a product of not being able to handle that Eagles pass rush and all that. But Irv Smith, they were targeting him quite a bit and trying to get him more involved. So maybe the knee injury coming back from that slowed him down in week one. But Irv Smith back in play here as an option in fantasy football. Again, tight end is so bad, you got to keep looking. So if someone has dropped Gusecki or Smith or even Ingram, they're out there for you. And Tyler Conklin is a sneaky one. CJ Zama got hurt late in the week. And Conklin looked pretty good. He got some targets. Again, hard to sustain four targets here when you look at Wilson and Corey Davis and Elijah Moore in that Jets offense. But Conklin, they signed him to be the receiving guy there to playing off uh, Uzama, who's going to be more the inline guy. So Conklin, we know what he did as a decent uh, replacement for Smith last year in Minnesota. So kind of two guys tied to each other there with some uh, tight end help if you're desperate here in week number Three. There you have it. There's a breakdown of the waiver wire on a pickup Tuesday here for week three. Thanks for making Lockdown Fantasy Football your first listen every day. Now for our next episode, we'll start breaking down the matchups for week three, but we're going to do a different format this time. We'll still break down the key guys that you want to start and sit, but we'll do it by position. So we'll take on the quarterbacks and running backs there, and then we'll look at wide receivers and tight ends there on Thursday. So we're looking at the matchups, go through the games, but uh, with the lens of looking very position-specific so you know how to uh, go about your lineups this week, whom to start at a specific position. So we're going to change the format a little bit with our matchup Wednesday and matchup Thursday, but still we're going to look at guys that are going to help you win or lose your fantasy football matchups here at the positions across the board. Now make your second listen the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson give you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. For Locked On Fantasy Football, this is Vinny Iyer. Good luck on your waiver wire claims and uh, fab budget requests, and we'll catch you tomorrow to break down the games of Week 3.